Welcome to the Unapologetic Experience. I'm your host, the Unapologetic Geek. And today I have a special guest uh, coming through from Black With No Chaser, from the Shade and Shit Talking Podcast. I got my boy Tyrus Kennedy. Tyrus, tell him what's up and tell him where to find you. Hey, what's happening, man? Um, this TK. I'm from, like he said, the Shade and Shit Talking Podcast, man. And um, you can find me almost anywhere. I'm, I'm like the police. I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, you can find me on uh, www.theshadeandshittalkingpodcast.podbean.com. Um, you can also find me on Black With No Chaser uh, Facebook page as well as Twitter. Instagram and Black with No Chaser Radio. So, um, and you know, I'm on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Breaker, SoundCloud. Like, uh, I'm here, man. I'm 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 everywhere trying to get trying to get chose. <laughs> Not trying to get chose, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how we even got linked up online. I, I know when I just uh, decided I was going to uh, step into the realm of podcasts, and even though I had done some other shows before, I was going to do my own thing. I was just looking around for different podcasts to be on. Some kind of way I stumbled across you. I want to say another member, uh, Leslie, another member from Black With No Chaser yeah. uh, brought you up or yeah. something like that. But anyway, we ended up getting cool, man. I, I did an episode on uh, Shade and Shit Talking, which you can listen to. I believe it was the uh, Martin Luther King birthday episode, and we talked about a couple other things. Yeah. And um, uh, By the way, uh, I still got a bone to pick with oh, you man, over. we uh, still beefing over n- Nutty Bars. <laughs> nutty Bars versus Fudge Rounds. Dude, Fudge Rounds are the best Debbie Cake, period. They're the best one, period. I don't know where y'all get this notion from, where you get this notion from. Nutty Butters are better than Fudge Rounds. You tripping. Listen, in in your in your words, I'm not about to go back and forth with you <laughs> over this. It's it's nutty boss, period. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we'll we'll have another uh possible podcast about that, you know, just to, to shoot the shit. But today, man, we got some business to handle, my brother. Uh so Captain Marvel came out uh this weekend. Starring yes. Brie Larson. Uh, Sam Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, I'm sorry, and Ben Middleson. Uh, it it yeah. is the first Marvel uh, extended cinematic universe movie since Infinity War. So, you know, we're all clamoring for um, for more information, for, you know, anything that can give us an idea on how the hell they're going to beat Thanos and do anything with Thanos after what he's done to half of the universe. And at the end of Infinity War, in the post-credit scenes, you see, you know, turmoil and all kinds of craziness going on in the world. People are disappearing due to the snap heard around the universe. And uh, Nick Fury drops his modified pager, and you see the Captain Marvel symbol come up on there. So since then, people have had questions as to who he was paging and what was going down on that. Well, here we are. Uh, Captain Marvel, like I said, has come out. I went and checked the movie out yesterday. When did you get a chance to check it out, Tyrus? So um, I went and checked it out um, Thursday night. Like in, anytime yeah. any of these movies come out, yeah. I, I go early, man. You know, uh, we have a, a nice theater in the area that I live in, like with these big, huge reclining seats and, Beautiful. you know, these big. Yeah. So 
I like to go in there the night before um, when the possibility of no kids being there is very high. Yes. So School nights. So, yeah, yeah. So I go Thursday nights on school nights, and uh, that way I can enjoy the movie, man. Don't don't have anybody making the kids sit down and be quiet and all of that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, I came to is. watch the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, didn't kid, yeah. I didn't come to hear you talk to your kid or whatever. There's probably shouldn't right. be in here anyway. But, I mean, right. then, you know, there's no negative strike against parents or kids for that matter because we're both parents. But yeah. it, it's different, and we all know that it's different. Um, yeah, like I mean, the expectations are different. Like if I if I went to go see, you know, minions, I expect kids to be, you know, hopping late. around this that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? But something like this, this late in the evening, I'm not because the show I went to was at ten thirty. So oh yeah, they you, you chose anyway. wisely. Yeah, you yeah. absolutely chose wisely. So how was your crowd before we get into the movie? Uh, it was it was a. Uh, a mixed crowd, man. Um, from what I could see, uh, a lot of the people in there obviously were not uh, real fans of the genre uh, of Marvel, or really not aware of Marvel. Because as soon as the movie was over, probably ninety percent of the people walked out. I knew where you were headed with that, and I saw it. Um, I saw it when I, me and uh, my wife, we went, and I was sitting there, and people were just walking out, and I was like. Come on, man. Are you all not initiated at this point? Or maybe they had somewhere to go. I'm not judging people yeah. who, who get up and walk out. But, like, hey, where you going? You know what I mean? So, right. So, uh, our crowd, when I came up, I mean, the the movie theater was packed. And uh, we were navigating through. And I went to go get our ticket. And our showtime had already started. Because we had to go and get snacks. You know how, how we do. <laughs> so, we went and got snacks, stopped by the store. And I was looking, and I'm looking at all these people going in. I'm like, and we're going to have to sit up front. And as we're walking up, my wife says, well, Medea came out this weekend. And you know, like I know, white folks love Medea. And I looked around, and the majority of people that I was seeing in there were white people or Caucasian people. Oh, yeah. And I was yes. like, Oh, we might be all right. Man, we got in the theater. We had a solid crowd, but we were able to sit way up high. So, yeah, we were good. Uh, but enough about all of it. Enough about all the formalities. I know what our listeners came here to um, listen to. What I'm promising, the Captain Marvel review. So, let's get into that. Uh, this movie, overall, um, I think it was solid. I think it was a solid film. Uh, you and I talked earlier. You said it was good and not great. I completely agree with that assessment. You know, there were a lot of things that they did right, that they got right. Uh, the comedy hit. It wasn't overbearing. It wasn't too childish or anything like that. They had childish moments. As far as the tone of the movie going with, and now it does start at a breakneck pace. Like they're throwing a lot of of. Um, I'm not gonna say a lot of information, but they're throwing a lot of scenes. Like they just put you right into the universe. From the get go, and you got to keep up with a lot of um, moving parts. At the same time, you, you open up with her and Jude Law. Jude Law's characters are fighting back and forth, and you know they got their own thing going. And you can see that he's training her, and you get glimpses of her power. And then she goes on a mission. By the way, this is it's spoilers. This is going to be a spoiler review, and I'm going to put that on the description as well. But 
you see uh, the mission that she's on and she's fighting and then you get these shape shit to aliens which are called the scrolls and if you don't know anything about any of these characters or the history of them you probably look like what the fuck am I looking at just from the outset uh, and then they finally you know tone it down when she crash lands on earth and from that point forward it kind of she meets uh, Nick Fury and it kind of turns into a, a buddy cop movie which I appreciate it but the action is not a lot of action, but the movie moves quickly. I never was looking down at my watch and trying to figure out, okay, when is this going to end? I was entertained by the story that I was given and the characters that I was given, uh, that I was presented with, which we'll get into a little bit later. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. How about you? So, <clears throat> yeah, you, you touched on some of the things that, that I thought about. Um, well, for one, for me, like I said, it was a good movie, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I mean, it it was it stuck to the Marvel formula. You know what I'm saying? You had your action. You had your, your comedic scenes. Um, you know, it, that that was expected uh, to me. Now, I did, I did like the dynamic that she had with uh, Samuel's character, uh, Nick Fury in the movie. Uh, with the whole buddy cop thing, yeah. Um, I, I, the only thing that I had a problem with is uh, flashbacks. Like I hate flashbacks, man. <laughs> I know. You know what? My wife hates <laughs> flashbacks too. She couldn't watch Arrow like, because of the abundance of flashbacks in it. Like you know, um, flashbacks just really don't don't work for me, man. And and I get it. You know, they are an integral part of telling her backstory, but. But Jesus Christ, it's like they hit you with every a lot. It, yes, yeah, like a, a whole that. lot, you know. Some of them, I think, you know, we could have done without. Um, now, the the one part where I did like the flashbacks was uh, towards the end where they had a captured and uh, she was talking to the Supreme Intelligence or, or what whatever her name was. <laughs> And she was telling her about, you know, we gave you these powers, we can take them back. Yeah. And it, it the the symbolism of of them showing like her being knocked down and at each stage like she was getting, getting up, up. That was beautiful. You know, that right there, yeah. you know, resonated with me. You know, because it made it gave me flashbacks and made me think about my childhood. My mom used to knock my ass out for doing something, <laughs> and each time I would get right back up. up. But only difference is I never won. You know, <laughs> I just took my L. I took my L and just went to bed. You know, but yeah. that that part of the the movie, that part of the flashbacks, um, was the only part that really truly worked for me. And yeah, the um, another thing, and just touching on that, and I didn't even bring this up, uh, but it's full of female or women empowerment, a woman's empowerment. However, we should state that. Um, I like that that display of showing strong women or showing the strength of a woman, which I, I think you got an episode coming up and you asked me to do, you know, what I appreciate about women. And that's what I said. I appreciate the strength of a woman. And it's not only Captain Marvel that's strong here. Her best friend, Maria Rambo, she was yeah. also a strong character. And her daughter was a strong character and smart. When Maria 
uh, during getting prepped for the final mission, didn't want to go because she was scared of the risk. Her daughter told her, look, you got a, a moment to be a badass. You can fly out of space and fight aliens and all of this. And you're doing it side by side with your best friend. Definitely go for that. And you see that, you know, Maria looks at her daughter and she's like, all right, I'm going to do this for you. I thought that was cool. And then the moment when uh, everything comes to light about the, you know, the big twist about the Cree pretty much hiding, being the reason why um, Carol Danvers, then that's the alter ego of Captain Marvel, by the way, is Carol Danvers. The reason why she became uh, Captain Marvel in the first place was because she chose to, to help uh, her mentor or whatever. And then you find that, find out that the creed had something to do with that and she was questioning everything that she knew and who she was and when maria gave her this speech and told her look she, she without saying it this way she was like you're careful carol goddamn damage you better get up here and you know let's let's throw some hands you know what i mean and i like that right right I like that scene as well it's the scene <clears throat> that gave me goosebumps and the scene with her continuously getting up those two scenes stand out to me for giving me goosebumps or whatever, so they did a lot right, even though it's the Marvel formula, and by Marvel formula we're talking about, you know, origin stories Thor, Iron Man, the first Captain America, and Captain Marvel, they're all pretty much the same movie, they're just told in a different way but this one hit in a way that the others didn't, with those couple scenes, or whatever, and I think the only one that breaks the Marvel formula kind of is Black Panther but now, even I mean, you had, Go ahead. Uh, you had all, all them black folks. Hell, that that broke away from everything <laughs> we've ever yeah. seen. And, you know, so yeah. it, it was standalone in that aspect. It's, you know, on its own. So, yeah, but it, the, the movie overall, it was it was really cool. And another cool thing about it, um, this is the first Marvel movie since Stan Lee has passed away. Uh R.I.P. Stan. Stan the man. And that was another thing I wanted to see. This is going to be his last cameo, if I'm not mistaken. And I wanted to see how they were going to handle his passing. They got me with the opening. The opening of Marvel Reel introducing the movie. Yeah, I noticed that. It was all Stan Lee cameos. It was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And... You know, before they got into the opening scene or anything, they just set the stage saying, look, we're going to give a state a thank you to the man that basically made all these movies possible. And I love that. And then I love the cameo when uh, she's looking for the scroll on the train, the old lady scroll, which I thought was an awesome fight. And she uh, sees Stan and Stan is reading the script. And he keeps saying something like... Um, Something about true believers or something to that effect. I found out later on that that is a script for, I believe, a movie called Mall Rats by Kevin Smith. And it was kind of a nod to him. And I heard that Kevin Smith, and he made Jay and Silent Bob, I heard that he kind of freaked out about that. Like, he thought it was cool, and it, it kind of made him emotional. And I love that she looked at Stan, and she gave him a wink and a nod, and then she, you know, went off. And it, it kind of made it, my wife, when she saw that, she was like, oh, that was sweet, you know. And I thought that was yeah. really cool, too, man. What did you think of the, of the stand tributes? Yeah, um, again, the the opening, the opening salvo um, was, was pretty cool to me. 
Um, and I enjoyed it. And, and you know, I, I noticed it right off the bat. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah. And then, you know, the bus scene, like you just talked about, that look she gave him, like, you know, it was like a look of, of reverence, like, you know, thank you and yeah. so on and so forth. And she, well she winked at him. You know, I, I thought that was was pretty dope too. It was too. almost like she knew uh, who he was. Yeah, yeah. It was they they kind of broke the fourth wall right yeah, there, like you know, like 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 fuck it, it's staying. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's 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 what what my take on it was. So yeah, that's uh, how I but, took it too. But I kind of wanted to uh, just come back to something you said earlier uh, sure. when you was talking about women empowerment. Um, <clears throat> I do you think it's coincidental that this movie came out in March, you know, uh, Women's History Month. And the day that it came out, I believe, was uh, International Women's Day. Of course not. <laughs> of course not, man. They, Marvel, okay, um, you know. The guys over at Marvel and Disney are smart, man. They've been smart this whole time. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Black Panther come out in Black History Month? It was close, I, I believe. believe. I believe it was February when Black, uh, yeah. Black Panther came out. I'm almost certain it was February. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know exactly what well, they're doing. Well, to be fair, no matter what month it came out, it was going to be Black History Month anyway. So. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. But And, oh, this past February, they had a, a week where you could go see Black Panther for free. Disney knows what they're doing. Disney, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they oh, yeah. know what they're doing. So, yeah, that wasn't coincidental at all. And since we're on the subject of her, out of the way, again, R.I.P. Stan, thank you for all the things that you did. Thank you for... For propelling the culture. Another thing he doesn't get enough credit for is his impact on putting black characters and uh having female leads. He doesn't get enough credit to me for that. He that oh, yeah. was at the forefront of that as far as comics are concerned. Oh yeah. Um and, and you know, in that same vein, shout out to you, um, and the unapologetic geek for I appreciate it. You know your uh, your work when you did the the, the black characters um, each day for Black History Month. Um, I I thought that was you know pretty dope, and that was actually one of the first. You were probably the first person I've ever seen do that. Um, I don't I don't pay attention to a lot of stuff in life. I got too many kids. And my focus <laughs> just be on you know getting away from them. But you know that that what you did and you know the backstory you gave behind it and all of that was pretty dope so shout out to you for doing that man it ain't nothing but a thing man i was just I, it just came to me that actually came to me about a year ago to do that when i was still developing the unapologetic geek and i said when black history month rolls around this is exactly what i want to do and people took to it people took to it and i got a lot of positive feedback from that so i appreciate the people oh, yeah. for, uh, i appreciate you for that and I appreciate the other people who read it and shared it. I appreciate all of that. Like that, that meant a lot to me. Um, oh yeah, yeah, man, you got me. You know, you know, feeling myself a little bit. So I mean, you, hey, listen, man, hey, you got to stick your chest out sometime, baby. Let them know you're here. Shit. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, but speaking of going back to Brie Larson, yeah, well, Captain uh, Marvel, I thought Brie Larson did a good job. I thought she would look convincing in her action. That fight scene when she uh, came out of that, that chamber where the scrolls were going through her memories and she got up and just started fighting everybody. That fight scene is not as good as the Captain America elevator fight scene from the Winter Soldier, but I think they took 
some of those elements by having her fight a whole bunch of people in kind of a small space, and it worked. And the fact that oh, yeah. you know, she was throwing hands with that, and before she even got the photon blast, she was throwing hands with everybody. And so they did a an excellent job of making her look formidable. Like, yeah. she, like I said, she got hands, man. Captain Marvel got hands. And that's one of the things I, I really enjoyed um, that I wasn't sure Brie Larson was able gonna, was going to be able to, to come across on screen. Not because she's a woman or anything. I just haven't seen her do action. And I mean, maybe I missed a movie or something where she did it. And when good actors or actresses do action, it can go one of two ways. It can go right. either the way of, of Brie Larson looking good or it can go like Finn Jones in Iron Fist, who never looked convincing as a martial artist. And I'm oh my god! <laughs> see, see what I mean? He never looked good. Everyone around him on that show looked great. He was the only one that was lacking when it came to hands. And I, and when it comes to action movie, I'm looking at these hands. Captain Listen. Marvel, aka Brie Larson, got hands, and I was. I was heavy about this. So, what did you think of her portrayal? Um, well, I'm gonna just say, I, at first, uh, when she was named, you know, as Captain Marvel, I had, you know, my my own hesitation and trepidation about her taking that role. I, I just didn't think, you know, she could do it. Um, <clears throat> like I remember her from uh, 22 Jump Street, um, and it. <sighs> I didn't really like her acting, you know, in that movie either. Like, I, I don't know what it was about some of her previous works that just didn't do it for me. And it's it's not it's not a knock on her or, or her abilities or anything like that. Um, I just didn't think she would be, you know, as convincing um, as as Captain Marvel. Like, it, and it was the same thing with Halle Berry's Catwoman. Like, Jeez. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Surely off of, off of the spandex alone, but. <laughs> Um, just her, you know, acting and all of that. It was just, just in the words of Charles Barkley, just terrible, 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 terrible. But uh, I think Bree did a, a, a excellent job, man. And uh, and and to 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 this point, uh, directed to you, uh, Aaron Durham. She's better. Uh, Captain Marvel is better than uh, Captain America. Seven oh. days out of out of the week. Now Seven days out of the week. I'm going to make sure. We're supposed to, to record later on, and I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel is going to come up. I'll be sure to deliver that message to him. I'll oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I got you. I'm going to make sure I deliver that message to him, and I'll eventually you're going to be on the show anyway, so I'll let you guys go back and forth. But I sincerely agree. As much as I love how badass Captain America is a character I didn't really care for that much before the Winter Soldier. She got I me. Mean, her action scenes were on point, bro. They were. Oh yeah. The the way she whooped whooped them, you know, uh and I counted maybe about twenty. At least I tried to keep up with it, but you know, I just just for for argument's sake, I say she whooped about between twenty to twenty five people. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and she did it convincingly though, you know. Right. And I like what I liked about it is she did it starting off without the use of her uh, photon beams, you know, That's coming from I mean. her hands. She she just she just straight game that work, you know, like 
Like it was a it was a mixture of uh uh it man and his Wing Chun and and goddamn just Mike Tyson just just straight knocking straight people head, out. So bro. she was out here. So it, it was she was handing out L's like it was nothing. Uh, it was dope. And that leads me to my other character. And now of course Sam Jackson stood out. Jude Law as young Rock, he was cool or whatever. Now the the team that she was with that Cree uh, strike force that she was a part of. They were cool. Jaima Hansu, I believe Jaima Hansu reprised the same role that he was in, in guardians of the galaxy. Except he just wasn't a part of the Cree special forces anymore. I have to look that up. I was going to look that up before, but it just slipped my mind. Uh, but Ben Middleson, who plays Talos, which is the, he starts off as the main antagonist. And then they make a, a turn with a, and I like, I love how they circumvented your expectations of what a scroll is. Whether you're a fan of the comics or this is your first time seeing the scrolls, they did something that, and it has been done in comics before, but I didn't expect them on a big screen to make the scrolls that sympathetic. And tell us when you get to what his mission is, and why he's doing what he's doing. I believe that was a good moment. It was well played out. The way he uh, earned the trust of Carol by not attacking, he just came and was like, look, let me talk to you real quick. Your boy's been hiding information from you. And I and from the onset, when she, they were going through her memories and stuff, I felt like something wasn't right with the Cree anyway. But he was saying, let's sit down. Let me tell you what this is all about. And at that point, you can make up your mind as to if you want to help me or not. And I believe tell a story. He he's the the um he was my best character. I'm just gonna get ahead of, of where I was going with this. But he's my best character he's my favorite character in the movie. And his story, you felt something. Like you were already feeling something with this with the empowerment of Captain Marvel and so on and so forth. But then when you get to him and you realize that he's just trying to get his people back together who are scattered all over the uh, galaxy because of the Kree, I felt something with it. It resonated. So how did you feel about the Talos character? Yeah, so, you know, uh, Talos the Tame is, you know, that's what he was in the in the comic books. Um, yeah. And he he wasn't like you know that well known, um, but uh, in 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 the movie, um, I, I like the way that, that they did it. Um, you know, up until that certain point, you know, I was like, man, this this dude is trash. He, you know, I felt he, the same way. He's he's trash. Like, but you know, when when everything came to light and he made that turn, or well, he didn't make that turn. It's just the movie actually just. Yeah, yeah. It, it the revelation came of what his real intentions were. Um, I, I, I felt that, like when when they made it, you know, to the to the uh, uh, space station or whatever. He did his call, and like, you know, his wife came out, and then, um, you know that 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 moment where I guess that I guess that was his daughter. Hell, I, I don't know what it was, but. It, yeah, his his child was like standoffish, you know, and the mom was like, you know, it's okay, you know, you can come to him. I, I felt that it was like, you know, he'd been gone all this time, you know, he's doing what he's doing to get back with his family. He hadn't seen his kid in 
I don't know, you know, how long. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't one of those R. Kelly moments. You, you trying to keep me away from my kids wow. type of. <laughs> <laughs> that is the type, R. Kelly rip is on here. Type, type of deal. But, you know, that was a. Uh, that was a, that was a pretty dope moment, you know, in the film, and you know, being a father myself, I I felt that because like Same here. you know, I kill everybody over <laughs> mine, just you know, just regardless, you know, I I have no problem trading my life for the life of my children because that's my job. It's my job to take care of them. So I felt that moment of, of the film where he, you know, got to embrace his child after being away for so long, you know, getting shot at and shit. So. That was pretty dope. Yeah, it was. Um, and so that leads me to my favorite. I already said what my favorite character was. Uh, my favorite scene from the movie is it's going to be that, that scene where she flies back when uh, Ronan the accuser pulls up with those warheads and she flies up to go, you know, save the earth face because he's about to wipe out everyone. And the way it's shot and the way she goes through and destroys those warheads and those warships, and then she takes out a, a, one of the bigger ships and pulls up on him and looks at him, and he looks at her in, her, you know, in, in all her photon glory, and he says, yeah, we're going to leave. He tells his homeboy, yeah, we're about to get up out of here. Then he tells him, we're going to be back. We're going to be back. And the guy says, for the weapon, and the, the big plot point was they were trying to track this weapon down. The guy says, for the weapon, and he looks back, now nah, for the woman, which sets up, right. you know, what her franchise is going to be about. It's going to be about her basically choosing to side with the scrolls while fighting against the Kree, who now see that she's better than any of them. And they want her back to turn her back into a weapon because she that's what she essentially was they raised her to be a weapon and then or reprogrammed her to be a weapon for them but they couldn't control her powers that's why they right, had the dampener right. on her on the back of her neck and now they see yo she gonna be a problem but she can be our solution in this or our weapon in this war and they want to come back and get her so I like that setup that Ronan was like yeah we'll be back to you know see what she's talking about, see if we can get her back on our side or whatever, or kidnap her, or however they're going to do it. Uh, so that was my favorite scene. It was very badass. She was a, that hammered home how badass of a character she was to me. Um, uh, what was your favorite scene and favorite character? My, my well, I'll start with my favorite character. My favorite character uh, was was Maria Rambo. Um, you know, it, it was just... Like you alluded to earlier, the strength that she's shown and, and the character that she she's shown, and you know, um, to see her just uh, excel in in this this battle between you know obviously superior beings, you know, and you know she held her own, and and you know she flew this 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 uh, spaceship like you know like it was nothing, you know she had been sitting on the sideline chilling, raising her daughter. Yeah, and cool. uh, you know she got back in the game. Like you know, I'm here. You know what's happening. So I I, I really I really enjoyed that. Right. You know she was no nonsense, take no no shit, and held her own. Now my favorite scene is actually the same one you just talked about. Like when she when she took it to the limit, uh, Captain Marvel, yeah. and she destroyed that big ship. And you know she just she basically just hovered right there in front of him on his windshield. You know, like looking at, it. and 
it's funny because right. you know I started laughing. The first thing came to my mind while I'm watching this was uh, was Friday. You know, like you want some of this old man, and Ronan Ronan was like, no, <laughs> you know, right, no. And, and he was, <laughs> so so he was That's like, come on, man, one. let's get up out of here. Like, you know, uh, and then he had his uh, you know, Doctor Claw, I'll get you next time gadget moment, you know, so. That that was my right, favorite scene, yeah. man, I, and I don't know why, but I was the only one in there laughing my ass off at that particular moment, man. We had a couple of people yeah. laughing too, like we understood. Hey, yeah, yeah. He so it no was problem, like, man, man. Was uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I was thinking also like, man, Thanos might have a problem on his hands, but I I'm just hoping that they don't just have her just all out just walk through. And, and, and pimp slap him and, and move on, you know. So I was just gonna say something about that. I don't think they're setting up for her to wreck him. I think I think she's gonna need a little help. I think Hulk is gonna turn back in a Hulk. Bruce Banner's gonna turn back in a Hulk, and that's gonna be it's gonna be those really? two that may take him down. It, like because Thanos still <gasps> got hands to me. Like, think Thanos still that dude, but I appreciate that this movie. Use that right. scene to hammer home. Hey, she can take him. She has a shot. It's a reason why right. uh, Nick reached out. That was it. Like he, Nick knows if anybody can handle this situation as bad as it right. is, uh. it's gonna be my girl Kara Danvers. And that scene did it for me. That's when I was like, okay, I'm I'm convinced that. We got a shot. Yeah, I'm up here like we're actually in this universe. I'm convinced that humanity has a shot against Thanos because of, of Carol Danvers. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and grade it. Uh, I'm right. going to use my grading scale. I know you have one on your own. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to give this a four out of five, which is an unapologetically legit. It's well acted. Uh, they use the time period, which is the 90s, which I. I just now bringing it up they use that time period very well to me uh it feels like a cross between terminator yeah. 2 lethal weapon and superman and i know that sounds crazy but it's exactly what i was feeling when i was you know looking at it yeah at times it's corny um for a while you it's i, I can i'm not gonna say it's confusing but it's jarring when you're going through all those flashbacks at the beginning i'm not it, it doesn't it starts fast and it takes a while to kind of ease you into the story. So I kind of right. mocked it for that. And that's the reason why it's not a five out of five. But when it, it picks up the dynamic between Nick Fury and Carol Danvers, the dynamic between Carol Danvers and Telos, Telos' story, uh, Carol Danvers' story for that matter, when you get all of that combined together and included with the badass post credit scenes where she pulls up right. on the Avengers and asks them where Nick Fury is, all that gets it a four out of five to me, so I I enjoyed. Uh, how about you? Like I said, it it was it was it was good to very good, but not great. Now, um, I too have a, a system that I use to grade stuff. Uh, I use I use a black power fist. She gets a four, uh, four power black power fist, and that's a man. Listen, and what that means is, you know, somebody asks you about something, and it's 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 nice or it's cool, it's dope, whatever. And you you get like. Like, hey man, how is it moving, man? Listen, and 
you know, you, you go into the to you spill about it, but I think for me, all of the damn flashbacks kept it from being just great. You know, um, again, that's just my personal preference. Flashbacks really bother me. Um, so I, I think a, a few is fine, but it was overkill for this particular uh, film. And it, it did have, you know, that, that dope moment to where she got up over and over and over again en route to fully realizing herself and her power, but... It, it 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 just didn't salvage the uh, the sheer amount of uh, flashbacks for me, so I give it a four black fists out of five. All right, uh, yeah, but we we've come to the end of the road, man. So like I said uh, last time, check me out on Instagram. It's at the underscore unapologetic underscore geek. Uh, I'm starting to pick up as far as posting on that again. You can see all 28 of the black. Uh, superheroes I cover for Black History Month. Of course, go to the, the main Facebook page. You can see me uh, there at the Unapologetic Geek. Uh, I'm posting either something really silly, every now and again something very thought-provoking, or just giving commentary about sports, entertainment, entertainers, um, movies, video games, comics, and of course, of course, any type of foolishness that I can find that relates to any of those subjects that I just mentioned. Uh, you can also find the podcast that we made our debut episode, by the way. Yeah, that, let me get to that real quick. The unapologetic experience, the response has been overwhelming. I appreciate everyone that listened to it, that gave me uh, feedback on it, on what I need to do to improve. Uh, I'll be shaking some things up going forward you know i'm just still getting my legs up under me but i appreciate the love that the initial episode got uh it debuted on soundcloud and it was exclusive to soundcloud for a couple days but now we're on itunes stitcher uh google play music google podcast the google podcasting app and we're still on soundcloud and so you know like subscribe rate and review you do all of that i appreciate the love before i just say about myself man i just want to tell you bro uh how happy i am for you and how proud i am of you um for for doing what you're doing man uh you know how i feel about it i think in the lane that we in it's enough out here for all us to eat and to to get successful and you know i'm here to to yes, do sir. whatever i can to help you get to wherever you're trying to go man and again i'm i'm real proud of you uh as I, I share your stuff all the time uh, on my personal page as well as uh, on our Black With No Chaser page, man. And, you know, uh, I, I just like what you're doing, man. You you cover a lot of stuff that that was taboo in the black community for a long time. We used to get picked on and beat up for, for talking about comic books and, and stuff like that, man. But, you know, <laughs> now look. But, oh, yeah, man. You know, um, again, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you, man. I wish you much success. Um and and just just keep doing it, man. Now, as far as myself, you find the Shay Shit Talking podcast on all the major podcasting platforms: Google Play, Google Podcasts, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, as well as Anchor. Um, you can find me on Black with No Chaser Radio on Live Three Sixty Five. You can also find me on Black with No Chaser Facebook page as well as Instagram and Twitter. Um, I also have my own site, uh, www.dshadeandshittalkingpodcast.pod, 
Podbean. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. So I, I appreciate any of you, you know, your listeners coming on over there and checking me out too. And, you know, yes, like, Absolutely. share, follow, you, you know, talk thing. shit, laugh at me, whatever. Just just get my name out there, man. I don't care how you do it, you know. And I appreciate your time. Again, uh, man, just, just stay tuned. I got more stuff coming, more episodes, more laughter, more knowledge. So with that being said, this is Jarius the Unapologetic Geek. Yep. Tyrus Kennedy from the Shade and Shit Podcast. It. And we are out. <laughs>